Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 68 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Allie. Hello. <laughs> Bera. Hey, guys. And Tristan. Devil may honk. Devil may honk. Honk. Devil may honk, um, baby. Fresh off of our Devil May Cry series expose, we are returning to you um, to talk about um, Untitled Goose Game uh, today. A.K.A. Honk Honk M. Goose. Yes. Honk. Um, a game that a few of us have played through, a pretty quick, pretty short one, um, but also uh, a good opportunity for us to look back at what we've been playing because we haven't had an episode of these in, since like the middle of the summer. Oh, it's been ages. So we've, I'm sure we've all been playing a good amount of stuff. So it's also a good opportunity <laughs> to catch up. So what is what is the spoiler cast? It is uh, your look at what we've been playing, some of the highlights and gaming news, and then at the end of the episode, the end, the end of, of the episode, episode, we spoil a game for you and we talk about it in full. And like I said earlier, that that game this week is untitled. This week. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we did this weekly? Funny. Oh, funny. those were the, right, the game this time is untitled goose game um by house house a, a french studio right australian australian mm-hmm. australian studio wow i couldn't have been i could have been further geographically but not by much uh all right so with that being said i think we'll get it started and just talk about a little bit of catch up with each with each of you and find out what's what's going on so i guess we'll we'll kind of jump around a little bit if that's okay and i'll start with tristan might you say yeah, we could also through. jump up jump up and get down Jump yes, around. Jump jump, 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 jump around. Jump. Um, so I've been still playing Devil May Cry 5 because every time I hear Devil Trigger, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That game's awesome. And I still have more playthroughs I need to complete. Um, I picked up Indivisible, the new game by the creators of Skullgirls. Yay! Finally! And, it has come to and, fruition. Um, well, and everyone's... So here's the thing: is everyone saying that Indivisible it's it's like an RPG meets a Metroid meets a Metroidvania meets a fighting game? And I'm like, no, it's a spiritual successor to Valkyrie Profile. Oh, okay. It plays like Valkyrie Profile, guys. Yeah. Does no one remember Valkyrie Profile? Am I the oldest man in the room? You are a boomer. Yes. Tristan, not a boomer. Okay, boomer. Don't don't um, slander him like that. And then yesterday, in preparation for upcoming casts, I downloaded and spent like eight hours straight playing uh, The Outer Worlds. Hmm. And oh my god, that game is great. But we're not here to talk about Outer Worlds today. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to hold off. We all want to gush. Yep. But we're not here to talk about Outer Worlds because we want to devote an episode. It's, it is like one of the most spoiler cast worthy things I think I've played in quite a while. Definitely. Wow. Oh yeah. It's, like, ripe for it. I mean, everybody's going to have different experiences, and, like, there's a whole lot of story to talk about, decisions that are made, and, of course, the conversation yeah. about Obsidian and all that other good stuff. So no, hopefully I mean, I'm not... I am the only one of these of us here on the regular cast who hasn't played it yet, but, like, uh, Tris and Dan decided to come out to where I live in western Massachusetts, mm. and we had some glorious brunch, and they're basically, as we were walking to brunch, they just, like, gave the lowdown. It's like, okay, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down for this. This is... Uh, yeah. It looks, it, yeah, it, it sounds amazing. Um, and Oh, and, and Allie, can I tell you? So we, I'm like, you know, this brunch is great, but I could really go for a mimosa right now. Mm-hmm. And Bear is like, I legit have an unopened bottle of champagne and some orange juice right now. So <laughs> yeah. we are currently drinking mimosas. <laughs> wow. We are currently imbibing 
Yep. I'm also yeah, imbibing so on an orange adjacent drink. It's orange oh, vanilla nice. Coke Zero. Ooh. Ooh. I, I actually, I, I gotta say, I've kind of become a fan of Coke Zero. It's so like, good. Yeah, it's. I feel dirty for liking it. But Don't. Do. Just, it's fine. We're all gonna die in like two years from nukes and global warming and starvation. So just live your life. Yep. Enjoy yeah. it. The um, world is a hellscape yeah. already. May as well go down <laughs> sipping a nice, cool can of Coke. I actually We're like the cherry Coke Zero probably the best. No, we ain't gonna make it. We're not gonna make it Jeez. anymore. Oh no. Um, what were you gonna? Sorry, Bear, to, to derail the. Oh yeah. Um, so was was some one thing that I'll say that's interesting about the Outer Worlds is that I've seen like little advertisements for it, but maybe it's just because I haven't been in the right parts of the internet or whatever. But <laughs> uh, but but at the same time, I actually haven't like been getting like really effective trailers that have like drawn me into it. Um, like it's not just uh, like just like the little advertising. It's like I wasn't necessarily sure what it was, or necessarily the kind of game. I mean, I got the vibe like, is this a Bethesda game with kind of like an open feel and stuff? But I don't know it's. I'm curious about how many f- folks are picking it up, and if so, what the what the marketing thing is really around it. Because like, I haven't really seen. I haven't seen like a story trailer, for instance. Yeah. Like I haven't seen like. One of the games I th- think of is like one of the most amazing marketing campaigns was, you know, uh, what's its face? So it was Bioshock Infinite, mm. which had like things that pretty much just gave you like, okay, it's fucking coming and here's what you're going to expect. Mm-hmm. And so far with like these little banner ads I've seen on the Escapist and stuff, I haven't like um, seen it, which is again, you may like, oh, maybe they don't have budget, etc. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't cost that much to have like a little video trailer in front of a Bob Chipman thing for like the story of the other worlds, but I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, they they definitely could be marketing it better, but no. again, it's it is a like true to form like Fallout successor, meaning that the story it, it's really hard to do a story trailer for it because the story is so open ended and so rooted in player choice, which is impressive. I mean, um, the first impressive. ad that I remember seeing for Outer Worlds was. Hey, remember Fallout New Vegas and how much everybody loves that? It's a game from those same people. You're gonna buy it. Yep. And lo and behold, it's a, a lot of people bought it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's successful because it sounds great. Yeah. It sounds like the exact yeah. kind of game I like. Uh, has Obsidian made anything since New Vegas? Uh, yes. Yes. Right? What was that? Um, it was Obsidian another... has been working on. They're they're very much one of those companies that makes a lot of like sequels. Nice. It's also cool that this is an original look. property. Yeah. Like, it is. I like it when IPs come out in... Pillars of Eternity. Oh. I mean, it's basically the anti-corporation, anti-capitalist Firefly RPG I always wanted, so I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wait, really? It has a Firefly vibe? Oh, oh my god, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, oh, they did, did uh, South Park. They Stick did South Truth. Park, The Stick of Truth as well. Yeah. Oh, they did? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, this makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Wow, these guys are good at making video games. Yes. Yeah. Are they an independent studio? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they haven't been globbed up by EA or Activision yet? No. No. Uh, no. The no, they have not. Actually, no, I do. Publisher. Let me double check. I think they might be owned in part by 2K Interactive. Let me do some Google Foo. Oh, yeah. I think, I think they are somewhat owned by 2K, but only in part. Mm. 
Maybe, maybe not. I think we can all agree, however, that Fallout 76 was the best thing to happen to the Outer Worlds. Oh, d- d- duh. I knew this. Xbox owns them. Microsoft bought them. Oh, right. Yes. That's what I'm looking at that right now. So as part of their gobble up of a lot of like good, like what I'll call quote unquote mid-tier studios, <laughs> one of the ones they gobbled up. So they had an obligation to release this to the, to the masses. But after this, Microsoft owns them. So I assume all their games will be, I would have to imagine all their games will be first party Microsoft. Here's the thing. That's not necessarily the worst thing though, because yeah. like the no. first party Sony games have been fantastic. Yeah. And if Microsoft is also trying to basically create killer apps to get you to buy the Xbox, which... Because let's be honest, the Xbox kind of needs it. Yeah, but I I will say that it's been a while, and maybe I'm just being, like, biased to PlayStation, or maybe I'm not paying as much attention as I should be, but I I feel that Sony, sometimes to a fault, tends to give their artists breathing room. Like, they tend to just fund whatever it is that their developers Mm -hmm. are making without any... I mean, there might be some guidance, but, like, I think... I don't know if we'll talk about Death Stranding, that was just released, but oh my god, I don't know if we'll ever have an episode about that. But have you played it? No, I mean, no, it just came. No, it uh, comes no, out. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah, reviews are yeah. dro- I've been dropping for it since I think the embargo yeah. uh, went up yesterday. Was, yeah, I, mean, I think it was I yesterday. The day before. cast on Death Stranding because isn't that like it's a Kojima game? Yeah, it I mean, is. But it's, Norman Reedus pees the video game. For, yep. for, Wait, is, for, it, is it not getting good reviews? It's getting very mixed reviews, and yeah. from everything I've read, it feels like something that I will not enjoy to play. <laughs> well, yeah, so so the reviews it's been getting are very much a, it is not the kind of game you expect it to be. There isn't really a game kind of like this yet, and it's the, you know, a, like, top-tier or Kojima-style level of polish... But it is not going to be for everyone. The best description I've heard, at least from everything I've seen and read, is it's like a really weird experimental Dreamcast game. Yeah. That's what it feels like yeah. to a lot of people, it seems. Yeah. So is it like David Cagey, but with less emotions? Emotions and more... It's like David Lynchy. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> speaking of which... Speaking of David Lynch... Um, Dude, someone decided to give Swery the money to make a sequel to um, yes! Deadly yes! Premonition. Wow. Like, like, wow. what? What? Are you okay? Adam? I'm, I'm silently feel... cheering and shaking my fist because I'm excited. Yeah, yeah so Deadly right. Premonition is bonkers. Twin Peaks the video game. Got it. Wow. it is absolutely fucking nuts. Swery is either a genius or a complete hack, depending on who you talk to. And I never thought I would see the day where someone would actually give Swery the money to make a sequel to Deadly Premonition. Tristan, from now on, I'm going to set your levels, and then I'm going to turn it down to 50% okay. before we start the cast. I'm just letting oh, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Swery and Suda51 are also working on a game together? Yes! Yes, they are! It's the best. It's so good. Like, that game is going to be so fucking nuts. But I imagine... I'm there for it. It's going to be so fucking nuts, but oh my god, it's probably going to be awesome. I would assume so. Because Suda... So the, the... 
impression I always get is Suda51 is one of those guys whom they leave locked up in the basement. Okay. To let him sort of stew in his own creative juices. That's not a good image right And now. every few years yeah. they open the door and go, hey, swear, hey, hey, Suda, you got something for us? And Suda goes, yes! It's about hitmen assassins who are... That's all you have to say, buddy. Allie, mm-hmm. what have you been playing? And Tristan, we'll, we can get back to you if you want to talk more. I just want to jump around. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that there. Tell me exactly. Leave exactly. it a mystery yeah, for the audience to decipher. Mm-hmm. You must listen to the clues. <laughs> My riddles. Uh, I have hidden <laughs> I have hidden a code throughout all the videos of this project. I'm looking at you, Heist with Markiplier. Oh dear. Uh, I wouldn't actually put it past you to have hidden the code. No. He's gone he's back into old episodes and edited audio clues into each episode. Okay. Well so so for those for those of you who don't know, so Markiplier is a YouTube personality who has been working on a sort of choose your own adventure game style mini-movie called A Heist with Markiplier. Huh. And there are 31 different endings. That's a lot. Oh. That's a lot of endings. Yes. And it is actually a, a like, legit choose-your-own-adventure game in YouTube as you make decisions at oh, the end okay. of each video to pick, like, which which oh, way I you see. go and do you do X or do you do you Y. On I feel like yeah. I've seen something right. else like this before, but I don't remember who it was. There have been other things like this. Um, here's the thing, though. So there are 31 endings and in one of those endings uh you meet his character darkiplier aka inverse mark who explains to you so you found the meta ending congratulations i've hidden a code throughout all of these videos yikes and if you can find them all you will get access to a secret version of the site a heist with markiplier which is passcode locked that has interesting and fun things for you. And bear in mind, like I said, this is a choose-your-own-adventure game. So, and it, so people have already spent hours watching through and be like, oh, yeah, I'm finding all these cool, fun endings. And then they find the ending where it's explained, hey, there's a code hidden throughout this whole thing. Time to rewatch from the beginning. Because so it's it's not one of the first endings you can find. Oh, it's dear. one of thirty-one. So you could spend hours watching this and going through different endings before you get the ending that tells you, "Hey, there's a code hidden throughout all of so this." So is Markiplier just like bathing in YouTube money right yeah, now? Gonna say, it's yes, gonna say. Yes, but always... but this is a YouTube like red oh, program. But he has specifically made it free and ad-free to everyone on YouTube. Oh, that's nice. Free? Yeah. Does he still get money? Yeah, because he partnered with YouTube to make it. Oh, fair, fair. So it's it's driving a lot of views, and he has a lot of other YouTubers working on it, doing like bit rolls and stuff. So it's huh. really fun watching it, being like, "Oh my God, the crazy cannibal in the cave—that's MatPat." Oh. That's what happened to him. Uh, Danny and Aaron from the Game Grumps are two aliens. Really? In one of the endings. Um, is Danny Sexbank still doing well? Oh yeah, he is. Is he living his best life? Um, their newest uh, cover album, Under the Covers Volume 3, drops in, I want to say like a week. I will listen to it. Allie? 
What are you playing? Yeah. What, what you been playing? Uh, <laughs> to sit in nothing. Absolutely not. Nothing. I'm joking. I've been playing Outer Worlds almost exclusively. Nice. Uh, what are your thoughts about it? I love it. Oh. I want to kiss it and marry it. Take it home to meet my parents. Have a baby with it. Uh, I would... But Allie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Allie, uh, did you find the gold teeth? Mm, I didn't know there were gold teeth. Oh, we'll I'm talk, the we'll only... Talk, we'll, t- we'll, we'll talk about it later. Stuff and, I'm and the, the only stuff one. Anyways, you're talking thing. about getting impregnated by a video game. Well, see, when a woman and a video game love each other very <laughs> much, Vera. You're not a real gamer if you don't shove the whole game up your entire ass. <laughs> I accidentally a whole video I game. I accidentally a whole video game in my butt. <laughs> but no, uh, currently like knee deep in outer worlds. I probably I don't know, I'm not really sure how far I am in the main plot. Probably at least like a third of the way through. I keep just doing like random running around particular planets and exploring little nooks and crannies. It feels so good to have a big in-depth RPG that I actually care about again that doesn't feel like a chore to play. I don't remember mm-hmm. the last time I played an RPG that made me feel this good. Um, it was probably Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to throw something out there to you, Allie, um, just to... to, 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 to uh, does this... I know it's not technically an RPG, but it has enough RPG elements that I like have a similar experience playing it. Uh, does this sort of feel like when you're playing a Dishonored game in terms of like that level of investment in the story and fun you're having? Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Oh, I, speaking of Dishonored, I finally picked up Death of the Outsider a couple weeks ago. Um, that's been really fun to go back and visit that story and that world again. I'd forgotten just how much I loved it. Uh, played through most of Link's Awakening. Yes, uh, and <laughs> that's one of the games I've been playing. Well, I played. Nice. Yep. Yeah. What did you think of Link's Awakening? I love it. It's my baby's yeah. first Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Baby's really first is. Zelda, so good. No. And now, is that the re? That's the remaster of the Game Boy game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like nice. the complete yeah. remake and overhaul art style, music. Um, I love. Aren't the- there aren't there sweet anime cutscenes in it too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple. A yeah, couple. there's like two, but still they're pretty sweet. Nice. Uh, uh, I can't, I love the art style. It's so yeah. good. It's so cute. It's, it's so cute. It, it's it's it, it does the sort of like fake plastic, fake mm-hmm. wood look. Perfectly. They look like toys. They look like little. They toys. They look like toys, and it's adorable. It's really yeah, cute. It kind of reminded me of like a 3D ish version of like um. How Octopath Traveler was very much like a pop-up book, mm-hmm. book and feel. That's awesome. Like this is very much like the the more three dimensional, like to- like you said, toy yeah. version of it. And I really enjoyed it too. It has the same like kind of depth of field thing going on, where like stuff on the foreground and background are a little blurred. Yeah. So you're kind of really only focused on the main character. And, and also, thank God there are more buttons on the Switch controllers. Yeah. So you don't have to keep switching your items around. Yeah, there are like a That's lot really of little cool. quality of life things that they added that I really like. I still wish you didn't have to have the rock's feather as an equipped item, yeah. but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever. Well, That's I, a I minor keep it break. equipped all the time, anyways, because I love the rock's feather. Yeah. That, that was my thing too. Is I felt like there's only four buttons, four face buttons. Everything was used well, so I just kept the rock's feather on like the natural jump button, yeah. 
And then I basically just had one inventory slot for an, another item. Is how I play it. I don't Boomerang. know. Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah. It's kind of exactly. funny going back to this game after having played it as like a small child and mm-hmm. doing very poorly at it because those a <laughs> lot of those puzzles are really obscure. And yeah. it's like, I, I don't understand how you'd think a small child could play this game and finish it. I... I am amazed at how much of that game I remember. Yeah. Like as soon as I picked it up and saw that that like first screen, I'm like, okay, cool. It all comes flooding back. I, I can't tell you how long I spent running around at the beginning of the game before I realized that you can push the spiny things with, with your shield. shield. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, how do I get? Oh, what is it? Somewhere? The uh, the enemies that are like I forget what they're called in the dungeons that are like the little floating fireball things with the little, like, sort of black skeleton faces in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. you can kill those with the boomerang. Yes, it's you so can. Easy. Yeah. The boomerang, the boomerang is boomerang so good. OP. It's or so overpowered. with the magic powder, too, right? I think magic powder, sort of. yes, but boomerang's so good. Or, like, the yeah. little, the enemies that look, that are, like, the little fireballs that, like, l- like go alongside the walls and, like, follow the path yep. of the wall. Boomerang. And they drop fairies. Yeah. I never knew that. I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm almost 30, and Boomerang I never knew is... that. Boomerang is OP as fuck. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, I look back at games like that. Another big one for me is Donkey Kong Country series. Yeah. <laughs> I go back, and I'm like, how did I play this when I was a child? Yeah. Like, I can't like I can't beat, like, the second level of Donkey Kong Country. But, like, really? I like, beat as, the as whole kid, thing as a child. T- I'm like... Yeah, as a kid, you had time. I, yeah, right. That, and, that's, and, that's, and that's ultimately the conclusion I've come to, right? It's like... You I had just had very more time games. after school, and yeah, you had very few yeah. games and a surplus of time. Right. Yeah, that's right. true. It's, if you got stumped you, on something, you, you wouldn't feel around. stressed about finishing it. Right. You could take your you time. Beat your head against it. Yeah, you beat mm-hmm. your head against it for hours. Where now it's like I don't have time for this anymore. I'm yep. moving on. Well, I mean, you know, that's like games back then, and I, 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 I'm actually not of the thing of like, oh, this younger generation has gone too soft in its child games. But, you know, games back then really had less of an easy mode and mm-hmm. such. And a lot of the thing was basically just, like, figuring out the fucking patterns. Um, I think a lot of that was probably the arcade mm-hmm. holdover. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, the whole idea with arcade systems was that they need to be really hard so that you would... And on the NES, I know, like... Keep guzzling your quarters. Space. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but then it was also a hardware limitation where, like, I think, like, one of the classic ones is Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Nintendo was, like incredibly hard because they didn't have enough capacity on the cartridge for like a big game so they had to make each level really hard so yep you couldn't get through it easily yeah like right. you know in like five minutes and then be done with the game and i mean if you think about it games are as a medium are so old that we've just had decades upon decades of figuring out yeah. mechanics and how to telegraph things better like i think part of the big reason why i at least had trouble with games as a kid was i couldn't tell what the hell was going on because mm-hmm. I hadn't quite adjusted to, I don't know if it's just not understanding how to interpret the art style or movements or patterns, but I just had a troubled time like parsing things apart. Like, there's a dungeon in Link's Awakening that I never realized had a breakable wall because of the position where it was on the screen, because it's like a mm-hmm. wall on the lower part of the screen, and I couldn't make that out. But like in the newer version, I'm like, okay, it's a little hard to see, but not as hard because the art styles change so much. Just like little things like that. Yeah. I feel as I've gotten older, I have simultaneously gotten better and worse at video Dexterity games, is know? down the toilet. Oh, yeah. I can't catch a ball anymore, Johnny. 
well, little bastards running around. Speaking speaking of nostalgia, I used to get headshots for days. Along with Link's Awakening, a couple of other games that I played lately um, were a couple of the Final Fantasies. Mm. So they got remastered on the Switch. So naturally, I picked them up again for no reason. Um, <laughs> so I picked up um, Final Fantasy VIII, which was one of my like childhood faves. Yeah. I owned it on the PC. Um, and then I picked up Final Fantasy XII. Yeah! Yay! A.K.A. Final Fantasy Star Wars right. Edition. Right, exactly. And I've been playing through it a bunch, both of them a bunch, and like Final Fantasy VIII is one of those games where like I really revered it as a kid and like thinking back on it's really fondly, but playing it again... Like, it's good, and I think it's underappreciated by the fans because it does a lot of interesting, different things. That like even newer games, I forget the example I was thinking of recently. It was like, oh, isn't this isn't this incredible? And I was like, it's just the draw system from Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> but there are a lot of problems with that game. The story's wacky as hell. Oh yeah, I thought eight was one of the games where they thought the story, where people thought the story was one of the best ones. People do, but I think it's kind of wacky. Uh, well, there's it's a weird. There's a very big turning point yeah. in the storyline yes and the fan theory is that that's where yes squall dies yeah it's really cool if you look at it from that way but the the, the worst part about the squall is dead theory is that spoilers for a more than Agent, 20, more than 20 game. year old game uh sephiroth does weird... what to Aerith? yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the thing with final fantasy 8 is like if the squall is dead theory isn't true then it's like the worst written thing ever. Yeah. Like And if it is true like, <laughs> and if, the if theory... it is true, okay. But if it is but if it isn't true, like it's just so poorly written. Oh that... yeah. Cause you're like, you know, hearing all these theories and you're like, yeah, you know, that's right. That is a weird coincidence. That's either Squall is dead or horrible writing with plot yeah. holes. Every time every Have time the you... creators commented on the Squall is Dead theory. No, I don't no. think so. They've commented on the other theory, which is Rhinoa is Ultimacia, which is Rhinoa is the ultimate bad guy and the because mm-hmm. it's like a time. It's all about traveling. So the game starts as like a mercenary wobbly, school game. Timey wimey. And then right. halfway through the game it becomes all about space and time travel. Yeah, all really. sorts of crazy shit and me- wizard uh, witches and wizards and fucking craziness. And yeah, this is the Gunblade game, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay. And then Final Fantasy twelve is It's Star Wars. It is. It's. It's really Star Wars. It seems like a. It seems more now like a natural precursor to Final Fantasy thirteen than I remember it being at the time. But mm. I also really like the art style a lot, even though it's very deserty. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice change of pace. It's it a is. nice mix up. It is, and I don't. I'm. I think I'm having more fun with that. I think I'm having less fun with Final Fantasy eight. Excuse me, and more fun with Final Fantasy twelve than I used <laughs> to. But that's enough about that. Yeah. I, I just one more thing on the Final Fantasy I think, thing. So I've never actually played a Final Fantasy game all the way through. Mm-hmm. So then I guess I will put this forward. If I were to choose to put my time into a Final Fantasy game, of uh, I'm just going and if I'm actually missing the obvious choice, tell me. Should I play for? Should I play six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, or tactics? Like you those don't are the ones that I feel are like the good ones. Don't forget that. <laughs> uh, you should wait until the remake of Seven. Should I play the remake of Seven? Is the story of Seven actually that good? Yes. Like, it good. Does so, it hold up? This, Especially now that they're going to have a chance to go back and actually spend more time on it. I'm certainly hoping so. This 
this opinion may not be shared by all of you, but I was reading, as I was playing these games, I was like, you know, Final Fantasy VIII and XII are some of my favorite ones conceptually, but I know they're often not cited as, like, the best one. So I was, like, mm. going on forums, literally, and was like, you know, which is, I wouldn't recommend it, um, to, to, to research, like, you know, what's the best one, and why don't people like this one, blah, 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 blah. And a few people in multiple forum posts made a really good point, which is, like, you know, Final Fantasy in general might not be the best RPG. It's just, like, the most classic. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you just... They, yeah. they were basically mm-hmm. saying, like, instead of talking about which Final Fantasy is the best, just play something else. Like, <laughs> they're like... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, for JRPGs, <laughs> what lets it... Because in terms of Western RPGs, JRPGs, the one that's always held up is the is Planescape Torment. That's, mm-hmm. like, people mm-hmm. said, like, and KOTOR. Planescape yeah. Torment and KOTOR are... People are like telling this great. And should I play Kotor? Is even, Kotor really as good as people? It, say Kotor it is? is very good. The important thing to remember when going into Kotor, though, is that it's based on third edition D and D. Oh, fun! Um, so if you are used to third edition D and D, you'll be like, "Oh, I know what all these analogs are. That's easy." Right. If you are not used to D and D third edition, it seems super archaic. Yeah, I grew up on third edition D and D. I still like, run shit on that. So play um, it. Kotor 2 also has... I'm not going to turn this into a whole Star Wars thing, but if you want to actually experience a good subversion of expectations with Star Wars, don't watch Last Jedi. Play Kotor 2. Guess, I'm not going to get into by, Last Jedi. By the way, yeah. guess, guess who made Kotor 2? Uh, Bioware? Obsidian. The same really? people who made Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. These guys are good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's like the ringers when like, you establish a good IP... And right. then the original people exactly. either can't or don't want to do it. Right. It's like, let's bring in these guys. Yeah. So anyway, like the so like I think like games like Persona Five to me, um, oh, Chrono yeah. Trigger, mm. those are I mean and those are just two that I thought off the top of my head. Those two to me are better than any Final Fantasy. Really, Both Persona Five in, is in my than in my Final opinion, then my personal opinion. Wow. Yeah, and Persona Five was the most recent Persona, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah, the one with like the thieves and shit. Yeah, the yep. most recent, and Royale like, is coming. Numbered one. So yeah, the most recent like strict like numbered thing nice yeah, that yeah. I know. no that uh, seemed fun yeah the reason actually, did you actually end up finishing persona 5 i got really close to it and i never did and i i, I finished it, it and it was i got really close to the end but nice. i i don't oft finish rpgs yeah I, the reason i would say seven is because seven is such a like important part of like the cultural heritage of jrpgs that's why i would say seven yeah. It's been a long time since I've had a super enjoyable Final Fantasy game. The 7 Remake, from what people have been saying who have actually played the demo, like at E3 or at the um, uh, PlayStation Expo, have said that the way it plays is fantastic. Like the actual like yeah. moment-to-moment gameplay is like superb. Nice. So that's why I would say wait for the remake. Allie, are you on Final, Team Final Fantasy VII for a first, or are you on Team Nine? Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about, like, if we're talking about Barra's taste specifically, I think in terms of story, of what I think would pique your interest more, Barra, I'd say between 7 and 12, because Tristan's mm-hmm. absolutely right. 12 is very much like, if you like Star Wars, Star Wars. you'll like this thing. I also really like the characters in 12 There's a lot. A the characters in that get kind of more maligned more often than not at least the main like two characters i really like vaughn and Penella though um but also like the story of seven as well i think you'd really like barra because there's 
this whole... I'm trying to get into it without spoiling it. For Bera. Mm -hmm. If we were doing a Final Fantasy VII cast without Bera, I'd be fine spoiling it, because that game is a million years old. But there's a whole lot of stuff about, like, environmentalism and politics in it. Even though, you know, there are ding-dongs out there who say Final Fantasy VII was never political. I don't know what rock (laughs) they've been living under. Everything. Uh, it does, was political it from the like beginning. Strife being a terrorist. Like, yes. Yeah. An eco terrorist. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff about like eco terrorism right. yeah. and politics and uh, whatnot. So corporate greed and, and yep. exploitation of the net, yeah. of the planet and. So I and think it, he, out of all of them, at least the ones I've played, yeah, it's a toss up between those two. At least in terms of what kind of stories you enjoy, Barra. Mm-hmm. The first one I ever played Excellent. was Ten, and I really like Ten. Yeah. But Ten's kind of like. Odd. Wacky. Yeah. yeah. It's very odd. But I love Ten it. Ten is wacky in the way that eight is wacky. I mean, it's got this whole, like, really interesting world built into it in terms of what the world is like and how the people interact with each other and about, like, the different religions in the world. So if you're looking for something more along those lines, like, the whole entire relationship that certain cultures have with death in Final Fantasy X, I find really fascinating. Yeah. So Except it kind of depends on what. Dead, am I right? It kind of depends on what flavor of story you're going for. They're all really unique. And cool. don't forget, kids, Waka is a terrible, terrible. Yeah, racist. Waka's a racist, and yeah. Lulu I'm... deserves better. <laughs> I, I will also say, that no matter what choice you pick, they all have incredible music. I think nice. Ten has the best music, maybe note for note for me. I agree. I think they're all really strong, though. Eight's a close second. That was. I think that's another thing is. To me, I'm such a musically focused, oriented guy that like eight to me has like maybe the second best music behind ten, and I think that's another reason why it gets me is like I remember well, all the music. Well, yeah, well, because seven, eight, and ten are, I believe, all Nobu. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure Nobu. They did all seven, have good music. But oh, and if you like sports ball, Barra, you should also play oh, ten yeah, because you get to play sports ball. Blitz ball. I want to be a blitz ball when I grow up. Blitzball. It's like think underwater soccer. Yeah. No, I've seen clips of the blitzball and such. Because those filthy abed can't play blitzball, brother. Yeah, you know that's a really good point both you all made. Like, I almost wonder if maybe, like between seven and twelve, I think seven is more of like a traditional Final Fantasy experience. Mm -hmm. That might be the more like I want to understand the history of Final Fantasy. Seven's probably a better choice there because like twelve is very different combat system. Yeah, well, because they did twelve right after doing. 11, 11 yeah. which was their MMO. Right. So, and there's a lot of that MMO-ness mm. present in 12. So the other thing, though, that I would say in terms of everything to discuss is that a lot of people I know and also in articles I've read, like, pretty much have praised tactics is, like, the, yeah, is tactics really is good, good in terms of both, in terms of, like, both gameplay but also in terms of, like, story and layers of story because I've heard that the thing with tactics is essentially, like, very much a narrative of, like, who is who is correct and who isn't and, like, who writes history and what is to believe in terms of uh, yeah. in, in terms of what actually went down? It's Which, been a while since I played it, but I really enjoyed it, and it's a really solid tax game. It actually takes place in the same world as Final Fantasy XII. Interesting. Um, which is neat. Ali or Tristan, have you ever played Tactics? I have not played, played Tactics. A, okay. I played a little bit of Tactics a very long time the, ago. The, the other thing, though, that's the other thing. The thing with that I like about Final Fantasy is I like when it's. The only one of the only turnoffs to me with Final Fantasy Nine is it was very like high fantasy ish, as, mm. as high fantasy ish as Final Fantasy typically goes. Yeah, I would say Tactics is similar. It's very like 
wizard, you know, magic and swords and stuff where most Final Fantasy games are like some sort of like weird amalgamation of well, like high tech science and magic. Well, the first six, are, yeah, the first are six fairly are high fantasy, correct. But I, seven yeah, was the huge seven. departure from that. Yeah, and I haven't, and ever since seven, that's kind of been the vibe. Well, yeah. there's been like mechs and shit in six, though. Wasn't yes, it? yeah, there six did seven. have Magitech. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, that was Magitech the most, is super that was cool. a real right down the middle between magic and like science and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it actually might be interesting. Um, if at some point we've never done like a decided group play but it could be interesting if we decide to like group play tactics and then oh come god their thoughts on it that's a long ass game <laughs> that, yeah it's like like tactics that that's like time. saying hey why don't we game. try picking up a disgaea game right, right. what's disgaea it's, so, another, it's similar to disgaea tactics, is a turn based tactical RPG um very very anime but the thing about disgaea in basically all the disgaea games is you can level up everything Oh shit! Like Everything. You can level up your characters. You can level up your gear. You can level up the abilities of your gear. You can level up the uh, different versions of each character. You can level up the monsters. You can level up the loot. You can level up the difficulty of the game. You can level up everything. Damn. These are these are thousand plus hour games. Jeez. Tactics is not like that. But no, it's long. It's like probably hundred hour, eighty to hundred hour game. Yeah, the Sky games are insane. Wow, Vera, so, I understand that you've been playing something. I've been playing something finally. finally. <laughs> Yay! Um, so uh, I, when I go over to my friend Bregan and Caitlin's house, um, oftentimes we'll make dinner today together, and then we've been playing this game called For the King. I have you. Uh, so I know. Tristan and Dan haven't heard of it, but have you heard of it, Allie? Hmm, sounds familiar. So what it is, is it's a turn-based RPG, which, like, the whole premise is, is that, like, the king is dead, there's dark forces coming in, and you have to, like, work on behalf of the queen, and you and the opening classes are, like, a blacksmith and uh, a, a bard and that sort of thing. So, like, generally, like, common people to then go and, like, defeat the, to defeat the forces of chaos and... Uh, and, and, and raid dungeons and, like, uh, uncover this dark conspiracy. So, fun, well done, but bog-standard fantasy stuff. So, it would be, if it was just, like, a normal RPG, it would be fun on that sense. But what sets it apart is, is that you can play it multiplayer, and you can play couch co-op with up to two other people. Oh, okay. So, essentially, like, I have my character and bring a kit lab theirs, and so we each, like past the turn walking around on the minimap and then potentially getting involved in conflicts which if they're close enough we get triggered and then in a uh, in, in the turn based stuff it's like okay it's my turn on the turn wheel I'm going to do this attack and then you do this and it's so it's a lot of conversation with your friends about how we're going to manage the turn based combat how we're going to spread loot around do healing like when we're when we want to engage a good counter we're not it's just really fun and I am of for a while I've been of the opinion that like the best hotness in terms of like multiplayer stuff is actually couch co-op in an old-fashioned land party because I just I've never had more fun playing things with other people than I've. Do you guys remember like old cyber cafes where you could just rent mm -hmm. out computers mm -hmm. with like eighty of your friends and like play like multiplayer death matches on like Team Fo Fortress and stuff? Mm -hmm. yep. It's like that was so fun and it's really nice to just be able to talk with people in person. Mm -hmm and enjoy video games that way and i really hope that and so for the king is 
really fun on both the uh, on the fantasy RPG level and on that human social level. And also the graphics are cool. Like they're they're simple, but they're like colorful and they have a lot of very like nothing really looks the same. Like your swamp monster doesn't look like your illithid, doesn't look like your chaos cultist. Um, so so yeah. High recommendation. I'll probably I might play it this evening. It's uh it's good stuff. Huh. The art style looks I'm just looking at taking a look at it on the internet. The interwebs. Yeah. The art style is very interesting looking. It's yeah, very, no, it's, like, it's 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 very distinctive. Like a it's like polygonal and stuff. It's, yeah, it's like a hex it's like a hex thing, like um sieve. But then the battle looks like turn based RPG combat and the art style is like interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's very like um polygonal, I guess. Like Yeah. Low low poly count, but like sharp looking, kinda neat. Cool. cool. Nice wreck. Um Ali or Tristan, anything else that you wanted to No, we've been super off track. No, 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 no I'm no, trying no. I'm trying to trying to at, it's it's been like it's been a months, while. so I there's probably a good amount to talk about. And like straight up, like that conversation on like uh, on Final Fantasy, I think exactly what people listen to the task yeah. the cast for. Like <laughs> our three loyal listeners, yeah, yeah. we are giving the people what they want. Hey! We, we stop getting li- we stop getting listens. <laughs> Actually, we get we lose all three. We get listens. Yes. Actually, actually, to prove that we get listens, um, you all should. Does the spoiler cast have a Twitter account that people can tweet to? Yes, the spoiler, uh, like, spoiler media. Y'all should uh, tweet to spoiler media saying you exist, Bob from South Dakota, and uh, <laughs> what your favorite spoiler cast moment is. I'm looking at you, Bob from South Dakota, and you, Karen from North Dakota, and you, Becky from Kalamazoo. True, beautiful. Vera, you're so people. delightful. You are too, Allie. I miss your face. <gasps> Gross. Oh, I, I, I did just remember one th- more thing. So, Barrett, just to give you an idea of how big of a time sink this guy is. Yes. So, you can level up a character to level 9,999. Mm-hmm. You can then choose to reincarnate them as the next version of their class. And they start at level 1. Oh, and wow. you can level them up to level 9,999 again. And then you can choose to reincarnate them as the next stage of their class. And level them up to level 9,999 again. Disgaea that is one is... character out of your roster. Disgaea is the RPG series wow. for the Madman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How do you finish the Disgaea game? You don't. You don't. <laughs> or or you say, cool, I'm gonna play on basic difficulty and just and just level up my main character because my main character is always super OP. Yeah, that's honestly any of those games. That's how I've played all of them. Yeah. Because I just want to finish right. them. Yeah. So you finished it then, Allie? Yeah, I or you, pl- I played the first one like a bajillion years ago. Lose- I think I stopped at about four or five. Two is my favorite. Yeah. Or you lose to the mid-boss in like level five, and that counts as an ending. And then you're like, cool! Right? Yep. I have, I have an ending. I'm done. the endings. There, I'm done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I guess the question I have is, what is this goose thing? Everyone's well, I'm it. sorry, I do have a few more games I want to talk about. Tell me games, Dan. <laughs> That's actually a really good co- concept. If I start going too far into something, just honk and I'll honk. and I'll and I'll. Hey, listen, that'll be <laughs> other people. Oh, Amazing, wow. Allie, Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about before I just make a couple more recommendations? Uh, the only other game I've been playing, I mean, still Overwatch every now and then, although yeah. Definitely 
Less and um, Mahjong Soul as always. Amazing. Anime Mahjong game with cute girls and boys. <laughs> Incredible. That sounds like your type it's, of game. It's my type of game. It's really good. <laughs> nice. So, a few things, other things I've been playing that I want to make recs for. Um, <clears throat> one is a really recent game. Um, if you are somebody who's in a relationship and maybe that person doesn't always play video games with you, but you want something that's like actually a, like a good bridge game to get them into maybe more complicated video game concepts. Um, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3 with my wife. Nice. You can pet the dog and in that game. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you can. Ghost dog. The polter pup, to be, to be precise. The pup? Yeah. Yeah. What? That game is really, really fun. Yeah. And uh, my wife and I are having a really, really good time with it. Um, yeah, it's a co-op. It's a, yeah, so it's the entire the entire game is couch co-op except for like the first two hours. Wow, so that's you, so cool. The, the conceit is that um, Luigi has a counterpart that has the same move set as him called Gooigi mm-hmm. that you can sprout from your um, poltergust to your vacuum, mm. and that character has the same control setup as Luigi except that the it's goo, so it's not afraid of anything because it's just a goo thing, nice. and it can go through like wa- like certain like fencing. It can like step on spikes without getting hurt. So you kind of use it to solve puzzles together, nice. like two player puzzles and things like that. So here's the question: When you play, who's Luigi and who's Gooigi? Um. So uh, my wife is Gooigi, nice, and I'm Luigi. But that might actually that that could actually change. We might we might swap roles, but we're still nice. working through it. Nice. Uh, the other two games that I played and got pretty far in or beat is Dragon Quest Builders Two. I just I was looking <laughs> through my notes. <laughs> I haven't. We haven't talked about games at length since that game came out. Nice. That's a really good one if you like that kind of thing. What is Dragon Quest Builders? It's like um, Dragon Quest meets Minecraft. Okay. So you basically have sorts of like challenges and things that you build. Really, the best part of it is when you're in free build and you're able to build like different houses and farms mm-hmm. and armories and castles and all sorts of fun, cool shit. So that's a really cool one. That's a pretty significant time sink. Speaking of time sinks, the other game that I'm surprised we haven't talked about more, and maybe we'll do a cast in the future on it, is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Is it good? <laughs> so <laughs> there, are, uh, yeah, not nah, you know. I'm, I'm going to step back because I've seen way too much of that game only through memes. Okay. Have you played it? I have not. Is it good, Dan? I really enjoy it. Ali, have you been playing it at all? No, I haven't played it yet. It's um it's really good, solid game. Um it reminds me a lot of Persona, though I don't think it's quite as good as Persona because you are so where Persona's a uh, very traditional like turn-based RPG. This one is a tactics game. Okay. Rocks, paper, scissors stuff, you know. Arrows beat flying yeah. creatures, beat infantry, infantry beat the archers, that kind of thing, you know, that, that, that nice. sort of gameplay. And you have different, like, people, but the difference is that in this one, you are a teacher. Yes. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are a teacher at a, um, like, a, basically like a mercenary high school. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's as anime as it sounds. Or like a cat, it's like a, it's like a religious, there's like different houses there's three houses that's what it's called three houses and there's a larger story that i won't get anywhere near into here 
um, with twists and turns and, and things like that. Um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. How many cat girls are in it? I don't know. So is there the right? obligatory fire emblem, she looks like a five-year-old but is actually a thousand years old character? There is. Yes, there's at least one. There might be two, there might be two, but I haven't gotten far enough into the story to yeah. determine that. Just because yes. you say she's um, a thousand years old doesn't make it okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. Um, I think that's I think that's part of my thing with it is it's very like suggestive in like a weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's just like a lot of like you're the teacher at the yeah. high school. So I just got I just got finished watching um, Queer Eye Ooh. goes to Japan. Which just which just got what. Which is a, it's like a four episode offshoot series on Netflix with the Queer Eye people going to Japan. Wait, it's the same Queer Eye people? Yeah, but they go to Japan. And then they give advice to Japanese people? Yeah. How does that work? I well. I don't think it works at all. It does in, to a degree. Um, but the cultural difference is right, the end. Right, right. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's what I'm getting at is it's, it's a little uncomfortable. You're watching it and it's like, you know. I don't know. There's just a lot of strange stuff going on, and, and, and people who are like super hard on themselves all the time, and you know, just it's. I don't know. I don't know why my mind veered into that realm. Probably because I just watched some of it last night. But no, but I mean, it's it's definitely. I mean, yeah, it's a. I I I, I might take a look at some of that tonight, but it's like it's, yeah, it's just, like just. I guess the main thing is that you know, like you can do cross-cultural like things or yeah. whatever but like Queer Eye is all about intervention and yeah. I really like what they do see in the show in terms of like, well, it's mm-hmm. a very positive way very different yeah. people but like it's intervention through like these very like out there big in your face gay well gay guys at least most of them are in your face I'm not actually talking about their sexuality yeah. I'm talking about like how they like fill rooms and <laughs> yeah. like impose their personality is very they have huge personalities they have huge personalities and the whole thing is about playfully like taking over your life and pushing your boundaries and then also then like talking with therapist guy to like you know like open up and like do things and it works really well but for like uh, Japan where it's just like you know like you oftentimes will play, playfully uh, politely go along with people invading your personal space but that does not necessarily mean it's okay right. like I know it just I just don't I I would worry that like there would be things that wouldn't necessarily work yeah. well, um, it works better than expected I think but what that's I, good but that's I think good. I think the point I was trying to make is yeah. that in watching that I reflect on even though we have our own share of problems in the states like I was reflecting yeah. on sort of how regressive some of the standards are down over there and I think that's where I was drawing the parallel to the fire emblem being a little like come on come on y'all right. uh, also uh, just a quick point. Do not adjust your sound systems. Poor Barrow was at a Sabaton concert, oh, yeah. and his yeah. voice has not fully yeah. recovered. Right. No, for sure. But I, I think it's. I think I'm, I'm picking up. I yeah, just you're good. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. It. Just to oh, chime in really fun. quick. Um, I mean, I'm no expert. None of us here are experts. But something right. that yes. I just wanted to bring up is um, mm-hmm. the manga "My Brother's Husband," which is a really interesting oh, dive and portrayal into how amazing. homosexuality is perceived in Japan. Mm-hmm. In like a modern day lens, and it's not as progressive as people make it out to be. Yeah, not that we're any better in the states, right? But it's not like a oh every it's everybody's fine with it. It's free love, la di da di da over there, and it's it's really it's really not. It's really not. Yeah, so there's there's actually one of the four episodes is about that. It's a, oh, okay, cool. It's, like, it's it's a gay man. Nice. 
who's who went to so he lives he was from japan and he went to school in canada oh. and really found himself yeah and then he went to london mm. and he has a long distance relationship with a guy from london oh and wow. it but he now he lives back in japan right and he doesn't know where he's gonna stay and it's a very very emotional episode and wow, it's just they like, talk about a lot intense. of it right and they're you know you think it's fine but he's like you know, i'm afraid to like hold this person's hand you know what I mean? And like, like I, I, I feel like I, he's like, I feel like I can't do that um, right. in, in Tokyo. And his mo- you know, he has dinner with his mother and his mother's like, it's kind of like one of those, some, sometimes the Queer Eye series does. It's like, they're there, they're along for the ride, but you can tell their, their heart's not in it. Like, mm. the mother's clearly like very judgy. Mm. His brother is, he has a brother who's very judgy about the whole mm. thing. It's just very like, it's very, yeah. you know emotional and, and depressed sort of depressing episode i guess but my gosh wow but yeah anyway i guess that surprised me too is, is what i was tra- <laughs> all that is to say yes ali i agree and it also surprised me <laughs> yeah it um i mean it's always kind of funny especially at least in the spaces i am on the internet like a lot of it is twitter and a lot of times you see people on twitter being like Oh, that Japan, so weird and wacky. They don't have problems. Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. judge oh God, them no, because they have, they're wait. so weird. And it's yeah. like... Oh, God, no, they have lots of problems. Wait, so Every country has lots of problems. Japan doesn't have problems. problems. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I guess the thing well, is that, like, you know, I'm not a scholar on Japan, but, you know, like, I follow global politics and whatever, and I've definitely consumed Japanese culture all the time. And, like, Japan, and I have friends from Japan, from Japan, so like, you know, it's not the worst country on earth by any means, but all countries have problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, it's not as if there's a secret about like the fact that Japanese, Japan's high suicide rate, people dropping out of society, um, their issues they're having with the birth rate, et cetera. They're mm-hmm. like, um, the, the problems with it that they've had, the, the, the conflicts they have, whether they want to keep a pacifist mm-hmm. constitution or not, um, coming to terms with or not coming to terms with war crimes committed in World War II. Like, there's just yeah, a long yeah. list. Like, right. Japan has produced a lot of things that I think are really great and stuff, but, you know, it's a country like any other. So, right. like, to put it on a pedestal just seems bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. That's how you can't appreciate it and love it and whatever, but it's just yeah. like, you know, it's like, you know, I love the United States. I will list it an equally long, if not far longer, <laughs> list of our good problems. Too. Well, it's only because we, we're aware of them. We're much more critically aware of all those oh, problems. Yeah, no. you know and what it's mean? also yeah. kind of fashionable in a number right. of quarters to basically right. be like, yeah. all bad things stem from the U.S. Right. and there's nothing really bad from other places that you can at least trace right. back. Like, well, right. I will totally cop to a lot of bad stuff, but like, really, there's there's mm-hmm. bad things in other places in the world, too. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Allie, you were saying. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Um, if I may take a moment to the internet, no, it just uh, fun. it just it kind of makes me laugh whenever people say things like that. Like you know, give whatever a break. They're weird. It's like being weird perceived as like because that's the other thing. Perceiving another country as weird. It's not just kind of racist, guys. It's extremely super fucking racist. Yeah. Can we not do that? <laughs> like, you got anime avatar Twitter accounts being like, Japan is weird. Leave Japan alone. They don't get it. I'm like, do you not realize how massively racist you sound right now when you say shit like that? Also, like, completely patronizing and infantilizing as well. Please stop. 
nobody's gonna take your anime titty porn away, but, like, I'm allowed to criticize your anime titty porn. When it involves characters who look like children, but they're really thousand-year-old dragons. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, criticize that titty porn, Allie. Do the Lord's work. Uh, if, I, if I might take a moment to interject. Honk! Honk, okay. yeah. Honk, honk! Thanks. Honk, honk! Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. It's time. Goose. It's time. Yes, it yeah. is time. Um, so uh, do we want to do we want to talk any new stuff or do we feel... So we're about an hour right now. Do we want to just jump right into it? And let's just jump into the goose. Let's, right. let's jump into the goose. Let's just like eat the goose. I want to talk about something good and wholesome that there's no pornographic yes. fan art of. <laughs> yeah, I'm yet. 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 yet or that we know there of. There never will yeah. be. If there is, yeah. I don't want to know. Untitled Goose Game. What a phenomenon this this, the this little most, video game is. The most sadistic game I've played since I last played a Hitman game. Yes. Wow. <laughs> a game in which... Do you know anything about this, Barra? No, I just see it like... It's the meme in reference to an overpowered card in Magic the Gathering... The goose thing is happening. Um, yes, the goose would be the goose would be a mythic rare if it was a magic card for yep. sure. Uh, it is also a, an available patron for warlocks in D anD D fifth edition. Wait, really? Is, is mythic rare still a thing in D? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so of course okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason why I speak of that is that for those who don't follow magic, there's this call this planeswalker called Oko Thief of Crowns, and it's literally taking over every format that uh. it's legal in. And it, you didn't necessarily think it would. It's just oh, uh, it's one of those magic a colorless mm-hmm. green and blue. Oh, starts God. at four loyalty. And you know, it's plus two is just uh, make a food token, which is this new thing. The new set, by the way, is amazing. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, all fairy tale themed. It's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, the, the tokens, um, you pay two, tap, and you sacrifice the food token and gain three life. So that's that. Then it's plus one, however, is turning any creature or artifact into an elk. A 3-3 elk. And you're thinking, oh, that's not busted, except if you're ahead on board, you turn your food tokens into elks and then kill them with it. If they have a giant, huge creature or game-ending artifact, you turn it into a 3-3 elk. Basically, anything you can't deal with, you turn into an elk. Yeah. Elk. And, by the way, it pluses for elk. Like, you can make in any number of oh, elks yeah. with this planeswalker. Did a real good job balancing that one, fellas. Yeah, so essentially how this loops back to the goose game is that people are like... <laughs> I was about to I say, Because honk. honk! I am elk. Exactly. It's something around that. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so in Untitled Goose Game, Honk Honk, you are a goose. It's a lovely day in the village and you are a horrible it's a goose. It's a lovely day in the village. And you're going to ruin everyone's life. Okay. Ba- basically... So you have... You're a naughty little boy. Yes. You have three controls. Okay. You can honk. Okay. You can grab. And you can mouth. flap your wings. Yes. And run. Which does nothing. And when run. When your little feet go uh, pat, 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 pat. And flapping your wings does nothing but make you look majestic. Yes. Wow. That's right. That does nothing in the entire game, right? There's right. no purpose to flapping your wings. You right. just it's there beautiful. for character. Yeah. Yep. No, there's and one... There's one... 
achievement in the game. There's one thing on the oh. to-do list that involves flapping your wings. Okay. Oh, right. In the pub. Um, yes. Um, basically, so you start off in your little lake, mm-hmm. and you go through and terrorize this little village, going from place to place and location loca- to location. And in each location, you have a to-do list. Okay. And some of them are very straightforward. Others, not so much. Like, one of your to-do list items will be rake in the lake. What do you think that means, Vera? You grab a rake and you throw it into the lake? That's exactly. That's exactly right. Cool. Um, <laughs> this does not sound like Vera's cup of tea. There is... I mean, I think it might be. I just want to know... Is there like a lot of story around like the things you're doing? There? No, <laughs> you're literally just like, a naughty goose ruining people's day. But I yeah. mean, like, do you like? Is it like, oh, you you're ex- you you un- you expose an adulterous affair? Oh, nope. No, it's just think about think about you a do goose. make children cry. Think about any interaction you've had with a goose. They're dicks. You just yeah. get to be that asshole. So it's not like a beautifully detailed world, and you interact with it as an obnoxious goose. You just interact. Or is it? Kind of. It, it it's kind a beautiful world, and you interact with it by stealing people's things. And sometimes dressing yeah. up in a pretty bow. Untying and play, their shoes and so play, they trip and fall. And then you steal Are a kid's f- toy car and make him buy it back from the shop. Yep. Are there fail states in this game? No. No. So you or you trap someone around. in their garage. or So you essentially just go around this game ticking off the checklist. Yep. 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 And once you've ticked off the final item... It, you typically then open up access to, to another the next part. Area. It's like it's like level it's like level based sort of. It's nice. like one persistent world, but it's like a group of levels. It's also very short. It's like what? It's like in a couple hours. Yeah, t- three maybe, hours, maybe two. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, nice. And there are speed runs. They're oh amazing. Boy, I haven't, looked, I haven't, I haven't watched any speed. They're amazing. Okay. Oh yeah, people have figured out the optimal way to cross off like multiple things simultaneously. Oh, that's amazing. I have oh, to watch wow. that because I do um, love me a speed run. So why is this a phenomenon, and why do people like it? I think because it's oh, simple. Sorry. And it, go ahead, go ahead. Alan. Oh, I was going to say I think part of it is just because the level of wholesomeness to it. Like I yeah. love my shooty bang bang games, but there's also something really fun about playing just a nice, relaxing. Like I'm not doing this to like get the prize, get the girl, whatever. Like I'm just mm-hmm. I'm messing with people, and it's fun. Like one of my favorites is a level called the uh, the Back Gardens, and you have these two neighbors, and yeah. you are getting the neighbors to feud. Like, for one example, the lady neighbor has a bell in her uh, back garden that if you ring it, it disturbs the guy sitting on the other side of the fence, so he might, like, spill his coffee or tea on him, which is one of your to-do list things of get the guy to spit out his coffee. Yeah. And there's also a goose statue in that... Um, level where you can remove it from where it's standing in her garden and put and there's a little bow on it and if you stand in that statue's place the lady will put the bow on you yep uh one of the best things i've seen is a player who takes that goose all the way back to the picnic for a romantic date yes (laughs) um this game also has a wonderful level of slapstick yes it's Ah, like incredibly slapstick heavy but it's never like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like slapstick can be really crass. It's not like crass slapstick. No, but like, like there's there's one part where you have to pull a stool out from underneath an old man just as he's about to sit on it, so he falls on his. He falls on his bum bum. 
I couldn't I couldn't get that one to work. That was the one I didn't check off the list. No oh. matter how hard I tried. It's it's all about the timing. Well, right before I would try it, I swear, like I it, tried it like six I times. I had trouble with that one too. There's actually one yeah. item on the to do list um that I can't get for some reason, which is so going back to the back gardens level, because there's a fence in between the two mm-hmm. backyards. If you take something from one neighbor, they'll throw it back uh-huh. over the fence to the other neighbor. Yes. So there's mm-hmm. one uh, achievement in particular that I'm trying to get, which is to catch something as it gets thrown over the fence, and that's not unlocking for some reason. But another one of my favorites is one uh, neighbor has this prized rose bush that you can get the other neighbor to cut on accident and completely ruin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. I also like the one, while we're on the subject of that lo- that area, I loved the ingenuity of the i think it's like the pr- break the prize vase yes where you have to bring it to the other side so the neighbor throws it and, it and then he breaks her vase and she's so pissed <laughs> there's a i was reading an article and i i was just searching i couldn't find it but i didn't look very hard of like a reason why people are reacting so much to this game like psychologically and i know you can ask uh my wife like just like me sitting there giggling maniacally for like hours while I'm, while I'm playing this thing. Just like, <laughs> like a very like, like a snickery. Nefarious. Kind of, yeah, like a nefarious like little snicker going on the entire time. It's almost like a guilty pleasure kind of yeah. like um, experience where you're just, it's like, it's like nothing you've ever played before. You like get this to play. Kind of, this kind of uh, emotion that you get. You get to play as the mustache twirling villain. Yeah. So you know? does Ashley like to play the game too? She just likes to watch. Nice. What's your favorite thing that you've done as the goose? <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Text Ash. Ask Ash. You love my goose antics. What's your favorite one you've seen? Okay. I think my I think my personal favorite has to be the get on TV. Oh, get yes. on TV was so good. Yes. Get on TV was so good. How do you get on TV? Uh, so you have to find your way into an electronics store, which has a whole bunch of TVs. Like on display, yeah. And inside there, you there's a certain area which is within the camera, inside yeah. the shop, yeah. So you have to sneak your way in and then get to the right area, mm. and then you're free to just like be on TV and go. Flap 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 flap. I am majestic wow. and I am on television. What happens at the end of the game? Oh. So the end goal. Allie, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so when you first start the game, there's you pop out of a little bush and you go to your lake and explore. Um, and you go through all these different levels. There's the gardens, there's the market area, there's like the neighborhood slash back gardens, and then there's the pub area. After all those levels, you end up going down a path that takes you to a little miniature recreation of the town that you've just terrorized. And at the very end, like sort of in the middle end area of the town, is a replica of the church. And the goal there is to demolish that model of the church and steal the bell mm-hmm. and then run all the way back through town through all the levels you've yep. just completed. Which, as you're completing the game, like Tristan had mentioned, you're opening up areas. So, like, the levels are all interconnected. There's, like, sort of a central yep. hub area. Right. But after you steal the bell, all those paths lock off so you have to go through each individual area with the bell without the villagers stealing it back from you take it mm-hmm. all the way back to your nest and then turns out there's a ditch that you put the bell in and inside that ditch is a bunch of other bells this is just <laughs> what you do you 
Your naughty goose that destroys the model village and steals the bell. And yep. over and, and over again. It, it's the beginning of the game, so it's... I remember actually finding that little ditch mm-hmm. at the beginning, and I was like, why is there a ditch with a bunch of golden bells in it? And then at the end of the game, you get there, oh, and you just... Oh, so you can explore and, like... There goes the snip before the yeah. snicker came back. Um, Ash, Ashley says, I overall just like how mischievous the, go- mischievous the goose is. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I don't really remember specific scenarios. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I like chasing the little villager boy and stealing his glasses yes. and untying his shoes. <laughs> Yes. I love terrorizing him because he's like the only person in the whole game who's actually scared of you and runs away when you honk at them. Yep. Nice. It's uh, really the only game I can think of where you can terrorize things in this way in like a much more harmless way. Yeah. Um, there's also the harmonica. Oh, the oh, harmonica yes. is cute. Yeah. So while you're holding the harmonica and you honk, it just plays the harmonica. And by the way, to help. Set the set the tone. I guess the art style is very to me like very Katamari. Yes, yeah. um, and the music is beautiful. Heavy. The music is yeah, really the beautiful. Really too. The music does a is really actually very important. I think because of how it sets up and sort yeah. of like just the sound effects and the music and the tone, how they punctuate each moment. Oh, definitely. Think. Yeah, it definitely lets the honking breathe for sure. Nice. It's, it's kind of funny because it's just like one. It's yeah, like based on one. Like, it's adapted from one piece of classical music, which is hilarious to so, me. Is there sound on this? Yeah, I just, I turned the sound off because we're ah. recording. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Just oh. so that Barry can get an idea, I just brought up the trailer on uh, the Switch trailer. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, it's so pretty. It's it like pretty. an illustration. Yes, yeah. it is, yeah. Like, it looks like a children's book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yep. Yeah. He just terrorizes people. It's just so wholesome. Yeah. And, and so cute. There's a couple. There's a couple of. So there's actually it's a short game, but there's some replayability. Like when you beat the game, there's like an entirely separate set of checklist items that comes about. Yep. Which is neat. Basically, new game plus. Yep. Yeah. Really. New goose plus. New, game. new goose plus. New goose plus. And then there's also um, I think there's a speed run mm-hmm. thing, right? That's there's like a built-in speed run because during after like a certain amount of time, it's like six minutes. Um, in each level, there's a church bell that rings. Yes. Yep. So you have to complete each section before the bell rings. And if you complete that, you get a little crown. A little goose crown. Does it, yeah. Do you get to wear the goose crown yes. throughout the rest of the game? And you can carry it around and stuff. Wow, that's but yes, so you can cool. also choose to wear it. Yeah. This is really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you literally throw mayo into the river? You can throw whatever you want into the river, my Yeah. Friend. Oh. I love how pick up everything. I love this how kid confused yet delighted Barrett is by this game. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's it seems great. Is it how much does it cost? It's like fifteen dollars. Yeah. Is it worth the fifteen bucks? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I would say so. I, I felt even though it's only like two to three hours long, I felt That's that it was asked, worth like, my money. Length. I'm very much into the value of a game review structure. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's how everything should be judged realistically, and I think that this was a good value for the money. What has House House done besides the Untitled Goose Game? I don't know if they've done anything uh, else. Yeah. I'm not now sure. Uh, as an added bonus, Barra, I would like to read you something from the end credits of this game, because when I yes. saw this, I like, I got so excited, because I was like, this is the kind of shit I like to see in my games. Um, yes. So House House is an Australian studio, yes. and at the very end credits of their game, they say, and 
forgive me if I don't know how to pronounce any of these correctly. This game was made on the lands of the uh, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, I love that so damn much. Yeah, no, for sure. But games can't be political. Everything is political. The goose is an anarchist. Fight me. (laughs) So they've only ever done one other game that's called Push Me, Pull You. Oh, I forgot about Push Me, Pull You. Ooh. I've never heard of it until just now, so. What is Push Me, Pull You, Allie? It's, um... It's really weird. (laughs) Think... Again, it's like they have this interesting sort of Katamari-esque vibe to everything they do, but it's like you play as, like, imagine cat dog, but with people, and you stretch a lot. It's really weird. I I don't know if I can accurately describe it. How close to Mount Your Friends is it? It's pretty close to Mount Your Friends in terms of... It's the tagline is, is the tagline like, for the game is like it's a game about friendship are, and wrestling. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's awesome. But uh, it's it's really horrifying because the they people are stretchy and naked. They definitely seem very inspired by the creator director of Katamari. I forget his name, but he's putting out another thing soon. What is it? Oh, what the hell is it called? What's the name of the new one from the people who brought you Katamari Nobi Nobi Boy? Oh god! Um, it's even stranger than Nobi Nobi Boy. Yeah, Nobi Nobi Boy. Nobi Nobi Boy. Um, it was the next game. Oh, um, what is it? Watam. Watam. Yeah. Yes. Love and poop. We'll, we'll watch and it later. Kato we'll Takahashi's Watam. Yes. <laughs> wow. We'll watch it later. It's a wild time. It sounds like a wild time. <laughs> it's even wilder than you could possibly imagine. How, how, how <laughs> yeah, I think so House House definitely takes a lot of inspiration from him, Dan. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So like. The creator Which, of fine Kamari. by me. I love. I love. It, this would be if there was one genre of game that had to exist. This would be on my list of one genre of game to exist. It's these wow. really strange, Bold. short experiences of yeah, exploring well, weird art and concepts. Well, what I would say too is, is I um, I mean, well, I just want to question like the guy who created Katamari. Like, how much psilocybin do you think he consumed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because those mushrooms in those like cinematics are not by coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> the man has a guy, or maybe he is the guy. Maybe he that's is how he the guy. He's the mushroom dealer for all of Japan. Well, I mean, let's, let's not forget the the whole plot of the first one is the king of all cosmos gets like super smashed and just destroys all the stars. Yeah. Then he sends his son to. To roll up new stars and then he ignites them. Yep. Now the now the big thing that I've not heard anyone talking about with the Goose Game is the is the fact that there are actually a very small number of specific things you have to do throughout the game, and if you do them all correctly within the time limit, it actually unveils that Goose Game is actually just a playable teaser for the new Silent Hills. Wait, really? No. Is there I mean, anything that would be a funny meta guy joke? Is there anything else to say about Untitled Games? <laughs> it seems uh, like you guys have sold it. It's I'm glad like fun and wholesome. I'm glad that we did this one as like the episode where we really catch up because I'm glad what? we had that other content before. This. Yes, yeah. I don't oh, really know what else to say. It's so good and wholesome and cute, and I love it. Yeah, nice. Spoilers, honk, honk. Yes, honk, honk, honk. Um, yeah, it's just a fun little experience. 
that it if it, it if you're the sort of person who really enjoys the sort of oddball games, this tickles your this will probably tickle your fancy. Um, the big thing has been the explosion in memory around it. Yes, and I've been. Trying to post as many of those as I can find to our Discord. Which we'll look at after. Which we'll look at afterwards. Um, But it's amazing just how well the goose and and the sort of art style lends itself to other mediums. You know, it's interesting that I I, I watch a lot of GDC talks. Mm -hmm. And one of them is from, I believe it's one of the creators or writers or both of... um, uh, Dream Daddy, possibly, and she talks about the the name of the talk is "Is your game memeable?" or mm-hmm. something like that. And basically, she talks about how you can build your game to be infinitely shareable. And one thing I've noticed about a lot of games that are successful in recent past is that they are infinitely. People are creating content and sharing the wealth. I think of Untitled Goose Game. I think of um, Undertale mm-hmm. as another big one. Um, I think of Sekiro, actually, as another big one that people were sharing and discussing on social media as a really important element of marketing and building video games that are like new IPs in this day and age. Let's not forget all of the Wake Up Samurai memes right. from uh, Cyberpunk. And right. Yeah, and, and I think I think simpler games are usually better for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I think also there's something to be said about, especially in like the world that we're living in right now, where people are, where there's both a combination of horrible things happening, and also people being aware of both horrible things and being because you know because the fact is that awful things happen throughout human history. There's a difference between them happening and then people also having an awareness of it. Um, and I think that there's a confluence of more bad things are happening throughout the world and in this country and more people are aware of it as well. So in that's in when there's a lot of dark stuff on the news, it can be really nice to just relax into something that's nice and wholesome and, you know, is mischief as opposed to murder. Yeah, and so that's it. Sounds like, for, especially for you, Dan and Ali, like that. This is something that you really take out of it. It's like I get to go and relax and just be playful and uh, tormenting these people, but not murdering them and right. not ruining their yeah. lives. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I cannot tell you how much fun <laughs> my fiance and I had just sitting on the couch playing this, watching each other play with it, and laughing at it, just with how wait, cute it is and how mischievous you can be, and like. It's kind of funny because the game doesn't have like dialogue, but it, the voice acting's really good. If that makes sense, like wait, 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 like wait, wait, the audio wait. work that's gone into like villagers reacting to you without using words is really amazing. Yeah. Okay, but but pause and rewind for just a small moment. Like you guys got engaged. Oh yeah! Surprise! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have you sent a date yet or no? No. <laughs> no yeah. Well, tell me when it is, and I will at least send you a wonderful present. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's. Yes, I, yes. I'm glad. So I felt like a bad guy, like I had forgotten. Oh no! You had mentioned that when you said that. Oh no! <laughs> when I looked at Bear's face, 
And Barrow's like, had also had a puzzled face. Oh, no. I was like, okay. I don't think she told us. No, no I haven't. Uh, we haven't finished telling everybody yet, but now you guys oh, know. That's incredible. Yay. 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 And also all three of our listeners. Yay. Yeah. Thank you, that's Barbara from Kalamazoo. Super. That's, that's super exciting. Any any stories that you want to share about? You don't have to, but any stories you want to share about the engagement or anything? Uh, I cried a lot. Yeah. Oh, and then my mom cried. Oh, and then man. I cried some more. Oh man, did the did the dude also cry as well? Oh yeah. Nice. But nice. that's all I'll say on that. Was it okay? Very yeah. good. Nice. I won't. I won't. It did happen when we were on vacation in Cape May, which is very lovely. Aww. Aww. See, I think Dan may have a similar thing to me, where it's just like I am a sucker for like meet cute stories or anything like. One of the things I do as a reporter is when I'm interviewing people and they've been in a relationship for a while, I always like to ask them. And oftentimes this is generally purely for my own personal stuff or to get the, oh, it's um, sometimes it makes in the article, a lot of it doesn't. Just like, oh, how did you guys meet? So I get the pleasure of actually getting like regular, like a meet, at least a meet cute story every two weeks. That's really and, and cute. I like that. some of them are just amazing. No, no. And it's like, and yeah, meet cutes are great, especially since, you know, it's like someone's around for 40 years. It's always like interesting to know like, how did that happen? Like, how did people right. have just been a part of each other's lives and have now slept in the same bed more than they've slept alone? How did that happen? Yeah. And that's cool to me. I, I always I always like that. Huh, I hadn't thought about that, about it in that perspective, Vera. That's really cool. Also, yeah. Cape May is a very lovely place. Yeah, it's really I've pretty. To, I want to go I've there again. I've never been to Cape May. Where is Cape May? It's in southern New Jersey. Oh, nice, nice. On the coast, of course, Cape May. Of course. So there's, like like... A, there's like a gauntlet of beaches that go up the coast oh, of New nice. Jersey, and Cape May is like pretty far south. Yeah, Cape May is very like cool. one of the furthest south ones. Yeah. Um, we went to Wildwood for a day, Yes, which was nice. exciting, yeah. but <laughs> yes. very crazy. <laughs> yes. Nice. Absolutely yes. intense and insane. I So I have um, my, my dad's from southern new, new jersey oh, okay so like between basically between like philadelphia and cape may is where my dad's it's from. kind of funny because driving there yeah. was hilarious because if there was just like a straight shot to that coastline of jersey it would have been a really short drive but the problem is you yeah. have to drive so far north and then way back right. down south mm-hmm. yeah there isn't just yeah. like was... a bridge that goes across yeah so wait, though, just in terms of that detail, I didn't know your dad was from Southern New Jersey. Yeah. Like, does that mean he's a big Eagles fan then? Well, my dad was actually born in Turkey. Really? Yeah. I didn't oh. know he was or half I'm, I'm not, I am not one part Turkish. His, <laughs> oh, his father was in the Navy. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes yeah. sense. He was stationed over there with his, with his mother. <laughs> I am very Polish. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know this part of your heritage. Yeah. I was gonna my say, did we learn a new, an exciting new fact about Dan's heritage today? Yeah. Nope, my dad is one hundred percent Polish. I am therefore fifty percent Polish. But is he an Eagles fan or no? Um, he's a Patriots fan. Uh, he's been here long enough that he's just sort enough. of like he's been assimilated. Just, yeah, he's when you actually here. when you register as a voter and a citizen in Massachusetts, you get like forced to chug a gallon of dunkin donuts and a patriots <laughs> tattoo on your ass. Yeah. yeah well when i finally change my voter registration i will forgo both of these things <laughs> 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 aka make the smart decision but that's oh. that's super sorry to 
jump away from that. That's super, super exciting news, Allie. Really, really happy. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I forgot that I hadn't told you yet. I'm sorry. It's it's (laughs) fine. I just love that I'm, I mean, because I'm glad that you made that face bearer because I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) And now I'm really, because I was like, (laughs) I feel like really like I had my tail between my legs. Like I definitely like, she definitely like probably said this in a message somewhere and I missed it. But no, we do. We did not know. No, we didn't. Nope. Miss it was it. like, woo. <laughs> <All right>. Thank <laughs> God. Well, good. Very good. The cast is like, exciting away as any to 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 spill to spread the news and again, really exciting. Yeah, so. three listeners. This happened live. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, live. <laughs> live. Awesome. Well, we're doing it live. Pretty much. You pretty much can't beat that. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything episode? else. I don't know if there's anything else left to say at that point. <laughs> Allie, would you like to say anything or, or Everybody should play Goose anything? Game, please, because it's so cute yes. and it's so lovely and it makes me happy. And it's brought, again, I cannot express just how much joy it's brought me. It's it's a silly little game. I've definitely seen people be like, oh, after the first level, it's boring and dumb and it's the same thing over and over again. But that's like most video games. Yeah. It's the yeah. same thing over and over again. Ugh, after you stomp on the first Goomba, it's just the same thing yeah. over and over again. Um, I guess in terms of things to promote... Oh, uh, I've already talked with you guys about this, but my uh, Overwatch group just started a new podcast called The Grapevine, and I'm one of the hosts on that. Uh, me Yay. and my friend Nami, we interview other people from Death Blossoms and talk about just stuff going on in the community in Overwatch, we just released our third episode, which was like Blizzard Con, like BlizzCon yeah. predictions, and we were like on the on the nose, on the money, Perfect. so to speak, about like pretty much everything. Yeah. Except yeah. they so... didn't give me Overwatch VR, and I'm so disappointed. So we should t- t- cover that maybe next episode. Yeah. I want to end still... on a happy note. Yeah, let's end on a happy note. And besides, there is still, like, today is, like, the last day of BlizzCon that we're recording this. So there's still a chance for it to go down. Yeah. But yeah, well, I highly if you're... recommend you check out that podcast. I, I took a listen to it. It's really, really well put together. Oh, thank you. I, Nami does a great, great idea. Job. She does all the technical work. I'm just there to make the dumb jokes. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Allie is everything Allie touches turns to gold. So you should do all of her content and watch all of her oh, stuff. Oh, thank you. It's, um, I'm so excited. I'm. We've only done three episodes so far, but each one's been just like an absolute blast to record, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And it's it feels good to spread my little podcast wings and fly, 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 fly. Honk. So yeah, if you want to check <laughs> it out, flap, flap, honk, flap, flap, honk. You can go to the uh, Death Blossoms Twitter. That's um, Death Blossoms GG, and you should see links to the podcast. Again, it's called The Grapevine, and it's really good and fun. And I hope people like it. Excellent. Awesome. Well, then, until right. next time, hopefully, thinking next time will be Outer Worlds, but we'll see. Yes, nice. yes. As things often change. Mm-hmm. I would and kill a man for Parvati Holcomb. Yes. <laughs> She's my daughter. Parvati's, Parvati's great. Parvati is great. I'd kill a man um, for her. <laughs> what do you mean, Will? I've murdered a crap ton of marauders to keep her safe. <laughs> Been there, done that. It's funny because if I went, I've always, always had her in my party. She's always the one to die first, so I keep yeah. giving her all the really good armor that I should be putting yeah. on myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. I've got like fifty st- stim packs. I'll be fine. I've got a well, ton hopefully. of wrapped it on meat. And Adreno. I'll be good. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Sweet. 
Well, until hopefully next, next time. hopefully next time we'll get to talk all the more about it. That'll be a long, wonderful episode. I can already tell. I can. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my bones. In the cockles of my heart. <laughs> Alrighty. Until next time, y'all. Bye. Talk to you Bye. later. Bye. Bye.